We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Jesus will continue to be seated at the right hand of the Father until the body of Christ gets Satan underfoot. It's time that we realize that Jesus' return does not depend just on what God decides or what God does. It depends on what the church, the body of Christ does. Because he is going to stay seated at the right hand of the Father until we get Satan underfoot. Now, to understand the present-day ministry of Jesus and how it works in the earth today is very vital to putting Satan underfoot. And we need to understand that. He is there expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Now, I want us to take a look at the body of Christ, at Jesus' body and what it meant. The Bible tells us in John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. And it goes on to say in the 14th verse, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. It was God's word. Jesus was made flesh. He was considered the word of God. The word took upon itself flesh and dwelt among us in flesh, blood, and bone form. Jesus had a physical body. It's important that we understand that. Jesus had to be born of a virgin. He had to have the body of a man because of what God had said concerning man in Genesis 1. See, he gave Adam a lease on this planet. In Genesis 1, it tells us that God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. It's good to know that you have dominion over creeps, isn't it? Everything that creepeth, thank God, we have dominion over creeps. But you see, God gave man dominion. Now, he never did take that back. So when Adam sinned and turned the earth lease over to Satan, then God had a problem on his hands. What's he going to do? He's given the earth lease over to man, and man has sold it out to the devil, and the devil had become the God of this world. And he had the earth lease. So God began to devise a plan to get his word back in this earth. So he made a covenant with Adam, he made a covenant with Noah, he made a covenant with Moses and Abraham, and the covenant he made with Abraham was the covenant of all covenants. It actually meant what you have belongs to me, Abraham, and what I have belongs to you, even to your life if I require it. And Abraham knew what that covenant meant. So God's plan was to get his word in the earth, get a man in this earth, with a physical flesh, blood, and bone body that was a legal resident of this planet. Now you realize from what Genesis 1 says, and it will not take a great deal of time to go into that because of the other things we need to say tonight. Because of what Genesis 1 says, we can all understand that if God were to come back in this planet Earth like some people would like for him to do today and just destroy the devil, destroy all evil, and wipe it all out, then God would be a liar. Now somebody said, well, God could do anything, but he can't. He can't lie. 
The Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. So for God to come back in this planet and do all those things that people wish he would do, it would be illegal for God to do that, according to the Scripture. You see, God is governed by his word. He has limited himself by his word. Now, God has made these statements, and he'll stand behind them. God has done all that he can do that he'll ever do about the devil until the lease on this planet runs out. Now, when the lease on this planet runs out, it won't take long to put Satan in his place. I mean, God could just, so to speak, just take a flip of his finger and Satan's had it. Sent his saddle home, John. He's done. <laughs> you just don't worry about it. It's not a matter of God and Satan being so close to the same power. There's a struggle going there. All God's waiting on is for the church, the body of Christ, to begin to put Satan underfoot. And when we understand the present-day ministry of Jesus and how he does it through us today, then we'll be closer to putting Satan underfoot. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. I don't know whether it helped you or not, but I'm about to talk myself happy. Praise <laughs> God forevermore. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, here's God's situation. Jesus was born in the earth. It was prophesied of Isaiah that a virgin will conceive and bear a child. Jesus came into this planet born of a woman, but he had no earthly father. He had God as his father. So he has a flesh, blood, and bone body just like any other man. He walked like a man. He talked like a man. He got tired like a man because he was a man. First of all, he was a man. Now listen very carefully to what I'm saying because I'm going to have to move quickly. He was a man, first of all, but yet he was a son of God. There's no doubt about it. But he had to be a man to have legal authority on this planet. Now Jesus tells us about this. In John the 10th chapter, he says, He that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbed up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 2 says, But he that entered in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now specifically, verse 1 is talking about Satan. Specifically, verse 2 is talking about Jesus. But yet, each verse includes more than just that. Now, see what we're doing. We're laying a foundation where you can understand why the intercessory ministry of Jesus today depends on you as an individual body of Christ to see it come forth in the earth and do its work. Without you, the body of Christ, there's very little that Jesus can do about his intercessory ministry. And now, this is a simple truth. It's not something great and profound or any great revelation. It's a simple truth. And it's easy to understand as we follow the scripture. But you need to see this because it's important to you. Now, Jesus says, He that entered not by the door in the sheepfold but climbed up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Now, that's no one but Satan. You can understand that. If you read verse 10, you could understand that. He said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So Jesus has come to give us life and it more abundantly. Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, verse 1 of John 10 says, He that entered not by the door into the sheepfold. Now, the sheepfold is the earth. It's not heaven. Now, sometimes I've heard people say, Well, the sheepfold's heaven. No, the sheepfold's not heaven. It's earth. Satan is the one that entered illegally into the sheepfold. 
Now you realize what Jesus told Nicodemus is very important for us to understand. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So what Jesus was saying is that the legal entry into the planet earth is being born of flesh. How many of you have a birth certificate? That is your legal document that will prove beyond any doubt that you've been born on this planet earth. It tells what spot on this earth you've been born. Now, it is a legal document also that proves that you have authority over the devil. Because Jesus said, He that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, into the earth. See, the door simply represents a legal entry into this planet. And that door is being born here. The natural birth, the fleshly birth, being born of a woman. Now, you know, it's always amazing to me that when you go somewhere, you know, they want to see your birth certificate. Look like they look at you until you've been born. <laughs> but you see, it's a legal document that will stand up in any court of the land to prove that you're a legal resident of this planet and what part of the earth you're a resident of. Now, you can understand then that Jesus had to be born on this planet to have legal authority here. God could not just come in this planet and say, well, we're just going to straighten this whole mess out. By my divine Godhead powers, I'm God, and I'm going to do something about this thing. Now, see, we could liken it to a lease. See, I said he gave Adam a lease on this planet. If you want to read about the lease, read the 12th chapter of Mark. He tells you about the lease on this planet. Now, I have a farm in England, Arkansas, but it's leased out to an individual for five years. Now, see, if I were to go there and say, now, look, we're not going to raise any cotton. We're not going to raise any soybeans. We're going to raise cucumbers and bananas. I know what my cousin would say. He said, yeah, that's what you are. You're bananas. <laughs> I'd say, well, it's my farm. He'd say, yes, but I got the lease on it. And as long as he's got the lease on it, he determines what goes there. See, Satan is the god of this world. Now, you need to understand that. There's people accusing God of things that are happening in this earth, and it's not God doing it at all. Somebody said, well, God must allow it. Satan is the God of this world, is what the Apostle Paul says. And we need to understand something. God will allow anything you will allow. But you're going to have to realize that God's in a situation where that he had to get him a man in this planet that would walk upright under that old covenant and keep the law. Then it was legal to anoint him with the Holy Ghost and power so he could destroy the works of the devil. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He lived 30 years here. For 30 years, Jesus never healed one single person. For 30 years, he never cast out one demon. Yet he was the son of God, wasn't he? Surely he was the son of God. The Bible says he was. But he walked like a man, he talked like a man, he acted like a man because he was a man. Now the reason he didn't heal the sick, cast out demons before he was 30 years of age was because he couldn't. He didn't have the ability to do it. Even though he was the son of God, he came here as a man, legal resident of this planet. Now don't run off, it'll all turn out all right. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer this week is book offer number 7520, When Jesus Prays Through You, formerly entitled Jesus Our Intercessor, 
but it's now entitled When Jesus Prays Through You, 131-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. Did you know that Scripture tells us that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us? How does he do that? Well, the Apostle Paul gives us some insight into it, and some of the other scriptures in the Bible reveal. Paul said, when we know not what to pray for as we ought, then the Holy Spirit, through our spirit, prays the way God would pray. And the scripture says that Jesus is the intercessor, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, so many times people don't realize that under the old covenant there was no intercessor. And in fact, Solomon wrote and said, Wherefore I praise the dead, which are already dead, more than the living, which are yet alive. Yea, better is he than both they which had not yet been, who hath not seen the evil work done under the sun. In other words, he said there was no comforter. The oppressor had power, and they that were oppressed had no power, and you would be better off dead than to live under this situation. It's a bad situation under the old covenant. When they got out from under the covenant of protection, then the curses hit them in the face, and there was power with the oppressor, but there was no power with the one receiving the oppression. And the scripture says that God looked for a man, but he found no man to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. But thank God we have a man today. His name is Jesus. Jesus is our intercessor. That's offer number 7520. 131-page paperback for $11 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $15. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.